0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to tonight's edition of the Draft Countdown Podcast. I'm your co-host, Brian Bosard, as always, with your co-host, Shane P. Hallam Shane, we are 168 days, 22 hours, 59 minutes, and 43 seconds away from the 2023 NFL Draft.
1: It, it's coming up quick. We're, we're only three weeks out from the college football regular season ending, and we're starting to get some all-star game invitations and – acceptance here so uh, we're, we're getting very quickly into draft time I feel like we are in draft season uh, unofficially now Shane with the uh, invites coming
0: out had my first radio spot uh, of the season yesterday so nice. hey we're, uh, we're, we're we're getting there uh, Shane you sound like you're a little under weather tonight so we're gonna uh, we're gonna grind through this thing and uh,
1: get this information out to everybody yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll try not to cough on anyone during the podcast, but we'll be good.
0: Yeah. We uh, encourage everyone, if you're watching live in the chat, drop some questions over there. We'll answer them at the end of the episode. Uh, you can also do it on Twitter. Just go at Draft Countdown and send your question in, and we'll, uh, we'll answer it there. Or if you're not a member of our Discord, we encourage you to do so. And uh, go to DraftCountdown.com, top right corner of the uh, search bar at the top. Uh, there's a link. Go in there, sign up. Ask questions there. We'll we'll be glad to answer them uh, later in the show. Shane, we mentioned it. Uh, All-Star Game invites have gone out. We've got the first wave of uh, Senior Bowl uh, invites have gone out, and we've got four acceptances. Uh, We'll start. We'll just basically start in order of how they've come through. Uh, Cody, is it Moush? Mock?
1: Yeah, Cody Mock, I believe.
0: Cody Mock, uh, offensive tackle North Dakota State. I tweeted out the other day, uh, I haven't watched North Dakota State yet this season. I guess I should probably get on that uh, here pretty soon, Shane. But you have, so you tell me uh, about Cody Mock.
1: Uh, a strong athletic player. He's number twelve on my offensive tackle rankings right now. Um, you know, really good uh, against the run. He's a little undersized, but moves his feet really well. So I, you know, I, I I think it'll be a good opportunity for him to show his pass blocking a little bit more. And is he polished enough in that? Um, I, I think day two is possible for for him. Might be the best small school prospect in this draft, to be honest.
0: Okay. That's high praise there. Uh, the second one to come in was uh nose tackle from Mississippi State. Cameron Young doesn't wow you on the stat sheet, but I imagine he's one of them big run plugger uh, type guys there, Shane, but not a guy I think was really on our radar here, despite being from the SEC.
1: Yeah. Not, not too much. Um, I, he's, he's just kind of a two gap plugger who, Tackles well. He's that kind of day three. Someone drafts him just to have some depth and run defense. Not an exciting uh player there. And I, I don't know. Usually those guys don't do a ton, but may, maybe he'll impress us, you know, and rise up the board here. Not Aaron Donald is what
0: uh you're getting at there. Not quite. Uh next up on the acceptance list is two-lane linebacker Dorian Williams, who we have talked about. Uh, multiple times on this podcast, very productive uh, sideline-to-sideline player. I love his size, and he just looks and is built like a – I feel like a linebacker should look, Shane, uh, out there on the field.
1: Yeah, he's tough. He's definitely a leader on a defense that's carrying Tulane to that top 20 ranking at this point. So, um, uh, you know, I didn't expect him to get invited, but I feel like you got to have someone from Tulane there – and uh it's always tough with those now four-year players because a lot of them might go back to school obviously <laughs> he is not um which is exciting so i think day three pick with you know maybe potential for more with a good offseason
0: fresh off the wire uh right before we came on uh old dominion offensive tackle nick Saldaverdi uh coming to the senior bowl um I'm waiting on confirmation, but Shane, this might be the answer to our trivia question uh, that we, or our mystery question we had a few weeks ago about uh, was this the uh, group of five offensive tackle that's going to one day be an NFL starting center that Jim Nagy was talking about. I had
1: that as one of my guesses, so – We'll see. I, you, I'll, you did. I, I think I said he was on my list too. So if I, we'll have to go back and watch the clip. But well, so I, uh, I think we got it. Yeah,
0: yeah. So if that is the case, and we do end up getting confirmation of that uh, next week's podcast, we'll take a victory lap. Yeah. Um, uh, two other players that have been invited, uh, but so far invitations have not been accepted. Uh, Hunter Luki, the fullback from North Dakota State. And Andre yoshivas from Princeton, the big, fast wide receiver, uh, waiting on uh, to see when
1: they commit as well. Uh, another two top small school prospects there. I would expect them to be there. Um, and I, I I don't know if we'll get any more small school players. Um, we'll see. but
0: I, I think it's a chance we'll get a couple more. I think we're going to end up uh, – I would not be surprised if the uh, quarterback from Shepard, uh, Tyson Badgett, ends up getting one of those uh, six quarterback spots at the Senior Bowl. That'd be cool. Um, hopefully he'll perform better than the last D2 quarterback that came down here, the guy from Tiffin that was awful. Uh, we had some uh, – oh, uh, hi, day uh, Thanks for coming back in with us there. Yeah. <laughs> um, we had some injuries that I didn't see last week. Uh, definitely on the small school side. Uh, we didn't talk about or haven't talked about some of these guys, but uh, Josh Buchanan at Josh B. Draft uh, tweeted it out last week. Uh, Darian McKenzie, the cornerback from Mary Max, basically only played one game this year. Uh, East Carol, Eastern Kentucky tight end Dakota Allen uh, injured his knee is out for the year. And a player I know that you like, Shane uh, Noah Gindorf, the uh, tight end from North Dakota State had ankle surgery, one has to assume that uh, he will not be all-star participating uh, if that is indeed the case.
1: Yeah, it's always unfortunate for the small school players because you don't have much of an opportunity, you know, to come back from that and get drafted and kind of have to make your way on. So, yeah, Noah Gendorf, I, I really did like him a lot last year, but he's he's fallen down the board a bit. Um, Some... Bigger school injuries
0: uh, to talk about quickly. Uh, Clemson edge rusher Xavier Thomas uh, injured his foot. He'll be out for the rest of the year. Uh, probably a you know five-star guy coming out of high school. I don't think he's going to be drafted in the first three rounds uh, based off his production recently and, and this injury. And the other uh, that could have an all-star impact here is uh, Grayson McCall, the quarterback from uh, Coastal Carolina. I noted in my Sunbelt column that's going to come out Saturday that he limped off or exited the game against um, App State last week and didn't really – he tried to go back out there, but he couldn't couldn't finish the game. Uh, He's going to miss three to six weeks uh, with a foot injury. If it is the six weeks, one has to think that – if he does enter this draft, which that's still a question of whether or not that ends up happening, um, that he could miss whatever all-star game he would be invited to.
1: Yeah, I think that's interesting um, because I think he's a good player who maybe is an early day three pick. You get some athleticism in there. I almost expect him to go back to school at this point, try to carry this offense that's young a little bit more and and see what happens Uh, a lot because of that injury. Right. I just want to follow this up quick note after we talked about
0: the just ton of trades last week. And I just, I saw this, I cannot, I should have wrote down who tweeted this out, but um, every team that's traded a top five or uh, traded a first round pick in the 2023 draft currently does not have a winning record. I just thought that was interesting I mean, New Orleans uh, currently would be picking sixth, Denver picking 11th, the Rams picking 12th, Cleveland picking 13th, San Francisco while in the playoffs are four and four uh, would be picking 20th uh, and their picks changed hands twice since then. I just thought that was interesting, Shane.
1: Yeah, right, because usually you're trading those picks if you feel like you have a good team. A lot of those teams have a good quarterback or use that, that pick to trade for one hasn't quite worked out yet, or in Cleveland's case, you're waiting for Deshaun Watson to come back, so we'll, we'll see what changes. I imagine a couple of those teams are going to improve here, but uh, the Saints yeah. are probably not one, them, not <laughs> yeah, that, that, that trade does not look great right now. I mean, uh, Chris is doing great, but you know, uh, I don't know if it's worth a top five pick
0: or Trevor Penning.
1: Trevor Penning that might hasn't be. played yet,
0: so. <laughs> Anywho, uh, week 10, Shane, uh, we watched several games last week, and I'm going to tell you, you told me uh, last week that we did. I didn't have any Ohio players on our watch list, and you said, look out for uh, Curtis Rourke, quarterback for the Bobcats, and uh, yeah, that guy's uh, pretty good, Shane. Great size, 6'5", 219. He's got a – throws a nice ball, very catchable ball, uh, in their game last week, 20 of 29 for 317 and five touchdowns. He accounted for fourth year player. I don't think he's going to be a factor in the 2023 draft. I think he'll end up going back to school, but uh, Curtis short, definitely a name to, uh, to look, look forward to uh,
1: next year. If he does indeed uh, come back. Yeah. I mean, he, he's big and throws such a nice ball. Uh, it's been a while. I feel like since we've had that Mac quarterback come out that was a mainstay for a while become a good NFL player so he, he could be the next one he really looks looks like it there's a couple of Mac QBs that that I like um but he's definitely the most NFL tool set ready kind of player
0: his uh brother Nathan uh tearing up the CFL right now and a uh, rumor is he's going to be getting a lot of uh, free agent interest uh this off season from the NFL. Uh, who stood out for you on the,
1: on the offensive side from the games you watched? I, I mean, I'll take the low hanging fruit here. I'm going to say Bijan Robinson it was uh, Bijan Robinson was a monster against Kansas State. Top twenty five team it was a game Texas had to win. I mean, he was ripping through that defense. Over two hundred yards rushing. I, I I wanted to kind of bring him up because I think it is an interesting draft philosophical conversation of where do you take a running back like this. You know, we last saw Saquon Barkley go second overall, which I think I still think was pretty too high, maybe to take him as good as he's been at times. But Bijan Robinson's probably the best running back prospect since then. Five star recruit, number one overall running back. He's done it at Texas when Texas wasn't good. He was doing it. I can catch the ball. So I I wrote in my um, Stock Up article, I think that that New Orleans pick that Philadelphia holds might be mighty tempting in the top ten. You know, Miles Sanders is a free agent, good offense. You put in who – in my opinion, I think Bijan's going to come into the NFL as the best running back in the NFL. You put that on the Eagles offense, that could be really scary. Are you going 2023 mock this Monday? I am. So I know so we could see that Bijan uh pick at Philadelphia. Yeah, we'll see how we probably, probably will, let's be honest, but we'll see how it works out.
0: Uh defensively for me, Shane, uh you, you speak of the low-hanging fruit. Uh I'm gonna go with Jalen Carter, the uh defensive lineman from Georgia. Uh he basically dominated this game. Uh if he wasn't making the plays, he was disrupting the plays enough that everybody else was making plays against Georgia's front, uh, four tackles in the game, two for a loss, had a sack and he forced two fumbles against Tennessee. He was single-handedly wrecking a wrecking crew there, uh, in tennis against Tennessee
1: in the big win for Georgia. He, uh, he was absolutely dominant in that game. He was, should, should have had a safety, should have had that on the stat sheet and, uh, Force and fumbles, it made me move him up to the number two player in this class above the quarterbacks. I think Jalen Carter's that good, even if you don't need him. Uh, you know, I tweeted during the game, I think he could play anywhere on the defensive line. Like, you put him in a zero tech, sure. Like, I, I think he could play the run like that. You want to put him in a wide nine and let him just pin his ears back and go at you? Like, I, I think that'd be scary for, a defense, for an offensive line. I think Jalen Carter is that kind of player.
0: I do believe I had him going to your uh, Pittsburgh Steelers uh, in my uh, mock draft this week, Shane. Uh, I'm guessing you wouldn't, you would not
1: mind that at all. No, yeah, I'll, I'll take I'll take Jalen Carter on the Steelers defense, and honestly, Carter, the run defense needs an upgrade. He would absolutely be that, and still give you pass rush ability. Um, like, like Javon Hargrave gave them back when he played for him. I did just double check that, and that
0: is the case. I had him going fourth because I had Will Anderson going third to the Raiders uh, right before him. Uh, who stood out defensively for you this week?
1: Now, I'm gonna go Tyree Wilson, the the edge from Texas Tech. We've talked about him a lot, but um, just another good game against TCU, undefeated TCU in, in in the playoff conversation. TCU, but Wilson was in the backfield. Had uh, he was in on a sack. Uh, multiple tackles for loss, you know, playing the run well. Um, A player coming into the year that I wasn't as high on, uh, watching last year's tape this year, he's been outstanding every game. I I definitely missed on that. Um, First round, possibly, you think think there's a chance he goes in the first round? Uh, My mock draft this
0: week had him going 23rd to Seattle uh, in in the first round. So, yeah, uh, you can check that out, draftcountdown.com on the front page there. Um, that released on Monday. Um, Let's talk about some defensive backs here, Shane. We're going to lump uh, – because we went long last week, we're going to split this up, corners and safeties. We went long last week, and because you're we'll, – we'll talk more about next week uh, a little bit later. But uh, So I figure we just get, get the DBs out of the way here. We're going to go top five uh, defensive backs. This is corners and safeties here. Uh, number starting at number one, we're the same here. And it's Keely Ringo, uh, the big, long athletic, uh, freak corner at Georgia.
1: I I thought he had such a fun matchup against Cedric Tillman throughout that game. And I I think Keely Ringo could have been your pick for defensive player of the week because he played extremely well. Um, yeah, once again, I I, wasn't sure how he would take that number one role, and he's run with it, big, physical, fast, good ball skills. Uh, how how high do you think his ceiling is in the draft?
0: I, I think top five uh, could could be, uh, depending on how it falls out, you know, with teams, obviously team fit, team needs, and such as that nature. But I think, you know, his ceiling is, uh, uh, you know, top five, top 10, you know, probably.
1: Cool. Yeah, no, I tend to agree.
0: Uh, Number two uh, for you is uh, Penn State corner, Joey Porter Jr. He's number three for me, uh, the son of scumbag Joey Porter Sr. Oh, man. (laughs) But uh, Joey Porter Jr., he's a stud, man, at corner. Uh, Another guy I think could go in that first round, uh, you know, teen area uh, of this draft.
1: I, I think just his physicality is works in today's NFL. Um I think we've seen it this season a lot of corners just they're, they're grabbing, they're getting physical and making you call it. And that's what Joey Porter's going to do. You know, not to compare him to his dad, but I do think he's going to be one of those players that opposing teams going to be like, man, that's a dirty player. Like he's going to grab you, he's going to do things that should draw flags, but uh but I mean he's sticky in coverage and he he's not going to let you get an easy catch. Like you're going to get hit you're going to have his, his hands are going to be in the way um, that I think it's just a really solid floor of a corner in the NFL when you can do that. And, and he's pretty darn athletic to boot.
0: Yeah. Like I said, he's a good player. Um, number two for me is South Carolina corner, Cam Smith, and he's number four for you. I think the snack, what, why well, his cover skills I think are impeccable. His, his length, his ball skills, you know, his ability to reach in and break up a pass, I think, are impeccable. To me, I think what could, depending on the team that's looking at him, I think his versatility of where to play him could bring him down because teams might think he's just a slot. And while that is a starter in the NFL, it's not going to be valued as a press man outside corner is, but some teams are going to view him as that press man outside corner. And I think he can succeed there as well. So I guess it just depends on the team here, but I think uh Cam Smith is uh worthy of uh at the very least a top
1: 20 selection. I no, I agree with you. I think top 20 is good. I, I I think he's interesting because some a lot of teams have just not thrown toward him this year, uh which has been a smart decision I think cuz uh, toward the end of last year, um watching you know, going back and watching him, I was like, "Oh, this could be a big interception season." A lot of plays in the ball we haven't seen that this year so it becomes a, a little bit of a question to me but i don't think he's getting the targets to necessarily make those plays um so it's not a knock for sure we saw that with sauce gardner last year and um i think cam smith is is up there as a top 20 pick yeah it's
0: funny you say that because with sauce gardner never getting targeted teams targeted kobe bryant because of that he was able to show off his ball skills and he ends up getting drafted in the third round. Now he's a starting nickel for Seattle. I think that same thing has benefited Darius Rush this year where he's getting targeted, and he's showing tremendous ball skills with his length on the other side for South Carolina, and I think that gives him a chance to be drafted in that late second, early third-round area as well. So, you know, I think that was a great comparison there with with the
1: the targeting uh, aspect of it. Yeah, no, I I agree. Darius Rush, not a guy out on my radar now. Certainly is there for sure. Uh, Number four for
0: me is not somebody I'm happy with here in this spot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's go back. Sorry, I skipped number three for you. Number three for you uh, is a guy I probably should have at number four, but I don't. It's uh, Clark Phillips the third from Utah. You talk about ball skills. Uh, This guy uh, may be the best in this class.
1: Uh, he's not big he's got to be a slot corner and so i think that you knock him for that i think it's an important position in today's nfl i think a lot of teams are going to need that coming up but yeah the the five interceptions this year um and he, he he has two touchdowns he's he just is always in position uh not not afraid to tackle guys either um you know they use him in a lot of ways utah blitz him off uh, out of the slot sometimes so he's just such a versatile athlete ball skill can do it all uh, maybe clark phillips doesn't go in the first round maybe he's too small whatever but i think he's gonna run really well i think the workouts are gonna be good so i think he's teetering on that first to second round edge you know, you said the the testing,
0: and that's where, where I want to see how he is because right now I think he could end up in that path that Roger McCreary from Auburn had last year where I thought the talent was there to be a first-round draft pick, but he tested poorly, and his measurables came in so poor at the Senior Bowl, and I think Clark Phillips may end up with those similar measurables to uh, McCreary, but I think he'll test, uh, maybe test better than Roger McCreary did. Uh, number four for me is, like I said, I'm not – Sold on this spot because, one, he hasn't played a whole lot this season. And when he has, it's been the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. And that's Eli Ricks from Alabama. I think the talent is there to be a stud corner in the NFL. But, man, he maybe he needs to go back to school and, and prove it for a year. I don't know. But, like I said, I just, just on pure talent alone, I think is why I, I have him as high as I do.
1: Yeah, I think you go back and watch him at LSU last season, and, and you see a player who early in that season that was really good. And you go back to his freshman year, they're like wow, you know this is an NFL player right off the bat. He 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 cost Alabama that game against LSU. I mean, he was the reason they lost that game. Malik Neighbors uh, just kind of took Eli Ricks to school. He's he's down at 13th from in my corner rankings. I can't get on board yet. I think he does go back to school and maybe turns around next year.
0: Uh, breaking news, Shane. Break, breaking news. Let's bring back the Senior Bowl. Uh, Jim Nagy has confirmed that this was the college right tackle he was talking about to convert to center. Nick very We got, we were right, Shane.
1: There you we go. We were right. There you go. And, and uh, yeah, Hunter. Hunter, Lokey Hunter Lokey accepted is, his invite right? too. True. Yeah, so so at yeah. so, yeah, Senior Bowl breaking news right on the podcast. Brian got to the bottom of it and nailed it on the pod too. So good, good for you. All right, so <laughs> back back Just to our regularly
0: scheduled uh, segment here. Top five DBs available for the 2023 Interval Draft. Shane, uh, we both have a safety here at number five. Uh, I have JL Skinner from Boise State here. Um, I think he's a top of the second round, mid-second round guy. I didn't feel great with any of the other corners uh, at this spot. Uh, you have Antonio Johnson, uh, the safety from Texas AM, who I know a lot of people are high on, obviously including yourself, but the one Texas A M game I watched this year, he didn't play.
1: So <laughs> I haven't gotten to see him yet. Like I, I like Jail Skinner too. You could tell me he's the top safety off the board. I'm 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 in that size and speed. He was my number one coming into the year. I think, um, yeah, I think Antonio Johnson just to me he, he's been he's been hurt he's been banged up here recently, but is such a good cover free safety. Um, tall, long. He has the length. Uh, he can really go go one on one or play too deep, which a lot of teams are doing now. Um, I think Johnson's just a little more versatile, but I like both those guys. So
0: there you go. Uh, so that's the top five DBs available. This, as always, with any of these segments that we've done for the last several weeks, cards subject to change, and some have already changed dramatically. <laughs> if you go back and watch some of those to where our rankings are currently on the site, uh, my top 200 just dropped uh, this past Friday. And this coming up Friday, Shane, uh, the consensus board, our our two, our, uh, top rankings uh, together will be out. So you can kind of see where the differing is on all of these prospects for me and Shane. And right now, and like it was this time last year, there are significant gaps uh, with a lot of these guys. But as we get closer and closer to the draft, you know, and I start watching more of these guys that I haven't seen yet, our – thinking doesn't become alike so to speak but it gets a lot closer on some of these guys yeah
1: and i think we start to see the all-star game invites and you start to watch that right we're just getting more information a lot of it similar information about draft stock to go back and watch these players with that kind of critical eye so we'll see that happen but uh, next week we'll have to talk about some of the differences and um i think it'll be interesting
0: uh well we won't talk about it next week, but we'll, that's, uh, true. that's true. We'll uh, we'll 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 talk about it at some point in the future. Shane, let's look ahead uh, to week eleven this week in college football. Um, is it seventeen games, seven, yeah, seventeen games this week for us, including a, a couple last night. Uh, I watched Eastern Michigan beat Akron uh, last night, and I really only came away with. I really only wanted to focus heavily on one player and that one player did not disappoint me. And that was Eastern Michigan guard, uh, sidey. So, Sal. uh, this is a big guy, Shane and that punch he's got there. It's it's Mike Tyson esque there, the, the punch he's got, uh, and his initial uh, ability to, uh, he's, he's a very, very good, especially in the run game, uh, blocker there, uh, I was impressed.
1: No, it's good. I think that's a name I need to look out for, too, because I will say Samson Evans, the running back for Eastern Michigan. Big game some, last night. Yeah, got me some yeah. good college fantasy points. So yeah, Big oh, big yeah. game
0: okay. last night. Uh, last night on ESPN, Shane, you watched Ball State and Toledo, and one of those Mac quarterbacks I think that you were uh, alluding to when we were talking about Curtis Rourke is uh, Toledo quarterback Daquan Finn,
1: who I do believe returned last night yeah it was tenuous up until game time if he would come back he he had been hurt uh came back played a good game focused a little more on passing he just has a nice nice ball and he's athletic um so he was impressive and um player not eligible this year but ball state running back carson Steele is a name to watch out for next year yeah. for sure
0: our uh our man nino is uh been all over this guy the last couple of weeks and that man's got some cabbage on that head too. Let me tell you, he's a, he is a character. I will say that uh, from when I flipped it over there and uh, watched that last night. Um, What do we got tonight? Shane, is that tonight? Yes. Yeah. Northern Illinois at Western Michigan, this game currently on ESPNU, Shane. Um, I think we talked about Western earlier this year. Their talent is down a bit this year, not not up to the uh, level that it has been in recent years. Uh, and probably the best prospect that could have played in this game would have been Trayvon Rudolph, the wide receiver in North Illinois, but he was hurt, I think, before the season ever started uh, and missed the year. Am I, am I correct in that thinking? Yeah, he, yeah,
1: he's out for the year, so he'll probably come back. But uh, Western Michigan just doesn't have the quarterback. I think mean, to get these receivers, who Brad Menendez wrote about on our site back in the early season, and uh, really get them involved. Uh, I like Zier Barnes, the linebacker for Western Michigan. So I'll be watching. I'm taping this one. I'll be watching tomorrow. I'm excited to check it out.
0: Uh, speaking of tomorrow, uh, one of two games that I'll be writing about uh, for my Sunbelt column this week. Uh, Game that has been moved to ESPN 2. Got the bump, Shane. Um, Georgia Southern at Louisiana, 6.30 p.m. on ESPN 2 now. I haven't watched Georgia Southern this year. Uh, They've got a couple of corners here on our uh, watch list. Derek Canteen, Justin Birdsong get a hold of them, but I really want to get another look at uh Louisiana wide receiver, Michael Jefferson, big play guy had a great game when I watched them against Southern miss a couple of weeks ago.
1: Yeah. had a good game last week, starting to get a lot more buzz. So Michael Jefferson is definitely a name on the radar and, and probably an all-star game uh, coming up for him. Maybe the senior bowl. He is Maybe. a mobile native. Ah, there you go. <laughs> uh,
0: this is f- Friday at 7 p.m. I will be watching East Carolina at Cincinnati, 7 p.m. on ESPN2. I watched Cincinnati a couple weeks ago, and we've talked about them a few times on the show. I have not watched East Carolina this year. um, But am I – is it – which of the running backs just went completely off a couple weeks ago? Was it Keaton Uh, Mitchell? Keaton Mitchell, yeah. Yeah. So that's a guy definitely I want to get an eye on this week.
1: Yeah, I I think uh, C.J. Johnson, their receiver, has kind of come back from the dead, and I'd be like Ivan Pace, the linebacker for Cincinnati. I think he's (laughs) a a draftable prospect as well that I think we've talked about before.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, 9.30 p.m. CBS Sports Network. Shane, you will be watching uh, Fresno State at UNLV, and this will be your first look this year at the at Jake Hayner, uh, their quarterback who uh, came back from injury a few weeks ago. I watched him a couple weeks ago. Uh, in that game, a huge game from uh, Nico Ramizio, um, who's, who's come on this year. Uh, Dante Bull, their tackle, who was one of the other guesses we had uh, in that right tackle to center conversion. Uh, he, uh, I think, pretty sure he's out for the year after the injury he suffered in that game I watched. Uh, keep an eye out on UNLV linebacker Austin Ajake. Uh high productive, uh, highly productive player there for the Running Rebels.
1: I'm also really interested to see uh, President of safety Evan Williams. Um, I, when I went back and watched uh, unofficially, uh, I think one of their games, maybe two, he he really stood out as a fast tackler, uh, good cover guy. So I want to see how he does against UNLV's offense that can score some points
0: uh they're scraping the bottom of the barrel for a big noon kickoff here on fox saturday but uh 11 a.m uh indiana at ohio state this game will not be close shane but uh, or we don't think it will hey unless there's another uh wind wind and rainstorm that rolls through before kickoff uh we expect to see a cj stroud uh bounce back game here right
1: Yeah, I I would hope so after that Northwestern game. I think Ohio State's going to bounce back on offense. We'll start to see uh, maybe the run game get going a little bit with Mayan Williams as well. Um, But, yeah, I'm interested to see if Zach Harrison, the edge from Ohio State can keep his good season going. Uh, Indiana, I feel like, had some good prospects coming into the year that haven't performed, like Taiwan Mullen, their corner, Matthew Bedford, their offensive tackle. So maybe they'll impress me uh, in this one. I think
0: there's a couple of linebackers on their team. They're going to be probably undrafted guys, uh, but Cam Jones, Aaron Casey, uh, productive players. Uh, what's the story with Jackson
1: Smith and Jigba? A- hamstring injury, pretty bad. Um, so that's usually three, four-week injury. Try to come back, re-injured it. So they're hoping the Michigan game, I think, that he'll, he'll be back. So his status – Remains in question. Yeah. Uh,
0: 11 a.m. on CBS, Shane. uh, Missouri at Tennessee. So you'll be getting to see a potential Hendon Hooker bounce back game uh, here. But Missouri's defense has been tough. Been been a tough out. Uh, So we'll see how that goes. Uh, Missouri offensive tackle, Javon Foster. uh, Pretty good. Uh, when I watched him against South Carolina a couple weeks ago, I think he's uh, moved up my board significantly, and they've got a pair of edge rushers that can that can get after it, uh, Isaiah McGuire and DJ Coleman, a couple of uh, good sack specialists there for Mizzou. Uh, Tennessee, like I said, we've watched them between us both, watched them several times.
1: Yeah, I, I really like Darius Robinson, the defensive lineman from Missouri as well, can play the run, get a little pass rush. He's been impressive this year. I liked him in that Alabama game a couple weeks ago. And, uh, yeah, I'm interested to see if uh, – if Tennessee's offensive line holds up to these guys, Darnell Wright and Jerome Calvin, uh, we've talked about, Carvin, excuse me, we've talked about a couple times. Up and down last week against Georgia. We'll see, see if they can bounce back here. Um, 11
0: a.m. on FS1. Um, I did not realize, Shane, until I was picking our games, I have not watched Oklahoma this year.
1: So, Oh, man, yeah. I
0: needed, needed, needed to get that, uh, get that going, and especially what brought it to my attention was your uh, stock-up column from two weeks ago, and you uh, really uh, talked up Anton Harrison, the uh, third-year offensive tackle from Oklahoma. So he's definitely a guy I'm going to focus heavily on in this game against West Virginia, uh, who uh, I do like. Bryce Ford Wheaton, uh, their wide receiver, and a couple of other players. Um, so-so.
1: Yeah, I, I think I think you'll be impressed with Oklahoma. You know, I know they haven't gotten the wins, but that run game is working well. Eric Gray, um, like you said, with Anton Harrison, that it's it's fun and physical. I don't think West Virginia has the guys to stand up to it.
0: Probably not. Uh, Shane, I'm going to delve into your world here at ESPN Plus Ooh, uh, this week uh, to get me another Sun Belt game because I want to watch. <coughs> Uh, UL Monroe, wide receiver, Tyrone Howell. So I'm going to get my view here as they play at Georgia State, 12, 12 p.m. on ESPN Plus, as I said. Um, so Quavion White, you're a big fan of him, the corner for uh, Georgia State. Maybe we'll get that uh, matchup in this game.
1: Yeah, I think that would be a good matchup. Howell's been coming on as of late, too. So good good game to pick. I'm going to have to put that one on my list too. I have to go back and watch
0: it. 12 30 on ESPN Plus. Shane, we had a discussion about this uh, (laughs) whenever you picked your games as you uh, checked the wrong box, uh, so to speak. But uh, we finally figured out you were going to watch VMI at Wofford. Uh, No prospects from Wofford currently on our watch list, but one from VMI, and that's their linebacker, Stone Snyder.
1: Yeah, I, I, just, I want to watch them Snyder and and um, it's been tough sometimes to find those VMI games, so I want to get it on my list to make sure I watched it. Um, yeah, I was I was filling out the sheet on my phone. I you always tell me like, hey, fill it out, and then I forget, and then I forget <laughs> what I was doing. I was like, I got to fill it on my phone, and it, it, I failed miserably. So,
0: yeah, I don't even remember what the game was, but it was two schools I've never heard of, and I I was like. So I look at our watch list because you had recently added a lot of like small school players, and I'm like, well, maybe one of them was on here. And <laughs> they were not. It was not. That was not the case. New no. uh, two thirty p.m. on Fox, Shane. You'll be watching Maryland at Penn State. Uh, this week's primer cover boy, Jalen Duncan, uh, big fan there. Rumor that uh, Jacory and Bennett, the corner from Maryland, has also uh, got his invite in the mail. Uh, that would be one of those local uh, mobile guys, as well.
1: Um, I mean, bo- both both of those guys are top 100 picks. So I hope I hope they're both down there. It'd be awesome that, that would be awesome to see. Good
0: stuff there, uh, Penn State. You know, we talked already this tonight about Joey Porter Jr. Uh, I moved up Juice uh, Scruggs up my rankings a few weeks ago. Their center. I think is solid. And the game I watched a few weeks ago was seemingly the uh Parker Washington show as that guy took over in that game. Uh and my new number one offensive tackle in this class is in this game, uh Olu Fashano from Pittsburgh. Wow. I moved him all the way up to number one.
1: I, I moved him up, but uh, that that is that spot. You know what? You might end up being right. OT1's he's, he's been impressive. He has been very impressive for a year. guy who has only played what
0: nine games? or started nine games. It's been amazing to watch his dominance uh, this year when I've, when I've caught Penn state.
1: Yeah. So Olaf Fashanu, definitely a name, name to know. And I, I really like uh, Jair Brown, the safety from Penn state as well. And uh, Chad Ryland kicker for Maryland could be an NFL starting kicker. 3 PM on the sec
0: network. I'm not going to talk about this quickly because I'll, like I said, we talk about South Carolina every week now. But uh, South Carolina at Florida, 3 p.m. Uh, Anthony Richardson, is he back?
1: He's, look, he's looking good. He's, I still don't think he can pass the ball very well. But at least he's putting up some points for Florida. There you go. That's all we'll talk about with that. Um, 6 p.m.
0: on ESPN, Shane. You're watching Georgia at Mississippi State. Um, So... Yeah, Mike Leach last week uh, apparently was not happy with uh, his wide receiver group and just pulled off a silly stunt on the sideline there. I'm sure everybody's seen it by now. Uh, when We talked earlier about their defensive lineman, Cameron Young, uh, accepting an invite to the senior bowl. There will probably be several of these Georgia players end up there at some point as well. But uh, this game, probably not going to be close.
1: I would imagine not. I mean, I'm interested to see if um... – you know some of these Mississippi State defensive players, Emmanuel Forbes, the corner Nathan Pickering, the defensive lineman you like. You know, can can they dent Georgia's offense a little bit, um, especially coming off that big game they had against Tennessee? So we'll, uh, we'll we'll see what we'll see what happens. I also like Georgia offensive tackle uh, Broderick Jones is one of my favorites. Um, also has moved up in my rankings after last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, played a really good game, so should be good.
0: Um. Playoff number four, CTCU at Texas, 6.30 p.m. on ABC. I'll be watching this game. And will I be watching Quentin Johnston? Uh, May not play this week. Uh, We'll see. Uh, Shane's number one player in the draft class, B. John Robinson, uh, (laughs) in this one as well. Um, So we'll see if he has another game like he had last week. Uh, And you talk about him. A lot on Twitter and I just want you to talk about him now on our podcast not often do you see a a team's number two running back get drafted high but we kind of saw it last year with Damian Pierce uh who Dan Mullen for some reason decided never wanted to get carries and all of a sudden he's a top 10 running back in the NFL this year uh as a rookie um if someone like say Roshan Johnson was to get like an invite to the senior bowl or something like that, is he the type of guy who could get drafted in the fourth round and have that sort of rookie success that Damian Pierce is having?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, very different players, but I think Roshan Johnson, former quarterback who moved to running back because he is such a good athlete. I've, I've heard a lot of good things about him in the locker room. Like, like he is the leader of the offense, right? He's, very humble of Bijan's the guy he knows it but i mean he's talented he can catch the football i, I think a senior bowl shrine invite could really boost Roshan's stock uh, and people just don't know him because he's not playing as much um th- but this this could be a game where he gets a little bit of work as well uh, 7 p.m on the acc network
0: i'll be watching florida state at syracuse uh I've seen Syracuse several times. I love Sean Tucker. I love their linebacker Michael Jones. Uh, this is not new. This will be my first time seeing Florida State this year. Uh, I think another guy who could be one of those highly drafted nickels in this class, Jamie Robinson, former South Carolina player, transferred to Florida State. Uh, the times I've watched Florida State, I have. I don't think Jordan Travis is a bad quarterback prospect. Um, probably not a top. Maybe not draftable but a guy who could get in the camp. And Johnny Wilson was the buzz after the first
1: week in the LSU game. Has he sustained that level of success this year? Uh, he's, he's been a little quiet lately. They've kind of moved different receiver of the week, it feels like, for Florida State. Uh, but I think Johnny Wilson's still the most talented receiver uh, coming over from Arizona State for sure.
0: Uh, 9.30 p.m. on FS1. Uh, Shane, you'll be watching San Jose State, at San Diego state. Is that right? You're watching. Yeah. You're watching this game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, For some reason I thought I picked this game. Maybe not. Okay. Anyway.
1: uh, (laughs) I took it. I took it from you. That's right.
0: I talked about the Tavai brothers in my column a couple of weeks ago uh, when I watched San Diego state, they've uh, Jonah is, I think going to be another one of those run plugger um, two down guys uh, that'll make a team for depth purposes. You're a big fan of Patrick McMorris, the safety from San Diego State. Um, when I watched San Jose State earlier this season, I was impressed with uh, their tight end, who I don't even think was a starter, but I added him to our watch list because he was so impressive, and that's Dominic Mazzotto, or Mazzotti. Um, so I used to see how he's playing. And Elijah Cook's transferred over from Nevada. Uh, this offseason is the leading receiver for San Jose State. Good player.
1: Yeah, and I feel like these two edge rushers for San Jose State, we talked about last year, a decent amount, Falami Fajoko and Cade Hall kind of tailed off toward the end of last season. I I still feel like Fajoko a lot. I think he could be uh, a a decent NFL prospect. All right, so that moves us,
0: Shane, into this week's Lock of the Week segment. Shane, three weeks in a row now. Yikes. Uh, You have have, – you have not won. Uh, I got off the schneid of my two-game losing streak last week with Auburn, uh, getting that uh, fired coach bounce there. So, Shane, you had that opportunity to take this this week. <laughs> um, with uh, USF uh, firing their coach. So, just throwing cool. that out there to you. And because I always go first, Shane, I think maybe to break this break this losing streak, I'm going to let you go first. Uh, All right, look,
1: I, I, I was, uh, yeah, I was between two games this week. I almost took Clemson minus seven, um, just just because I, I feel like they're going to bounce back against against Louisville at home. But I just I, I never want to pick Clemson, so I, I'm going to go to the Big Ten to what's probably going to be the most boring game of the week, and I'm taking Iowa plus one and a half. At home against Wisconsin. You know, Iowa, their offense was putrid early in the season, has been better the last couple weeks. Wisconsin's really down. I think we see Iowa win this game. I'll take the extra point and a half just in case it's close. But I, I think I think the the point total's 35 and a half for the... <laughs> So I think we're I think we're looking Iowa wins ten to nine and uh, takes this one home. So, we just talked about this game, Shane, that I'm going to pick.
0: Like, it was the last game we talked about. Oh, Oh, okay. Mountain West game, San Jose State, two-and-a-half point favorites on the road at San Diego State. San Jose State can score. San Diego State struggled to put some points on the board this season. I like the Spartans here who look like a contender to win the Mountain West this year. San Diego State does not. Uh, give me San Jose state laying two and a half on the road late night, uh, game, Shane. I won't know if I won this one until the the next morning.
1: (laughs) I was going to say, you're going to be staying up to see if you got it. You're going to make me stay. I mean, I'm watching it. So I'll, I'll, uh, while you're sleeping, I'll message you.
0: Yeah. Please don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Shane. Uh, we've got several questions here in the chat. We've got one, at least one on Twitter. Uh, that I know of. I don't know if we had any in Discord. Uh, But we'll get to the chat questions first. Our good buddy, uh, G10. uh, Man said he can't stay up for the show because he lives in Ireland. It's 2 o'clock in the morning there. Hey, man, I don't blame you. This This is a lad, Irish lad, man. Staying up to even get those questions in. Look, dude, I love our show. I wouldn't stay up till 2 o'clock in the morning to watch (laughs) our show. (laughs) Um, His first question he had... uh, what are our thoughts on Christian Gonzalez, the Oregon corner? How does he compare to cam Smith uh, and would either
1: or fit in Dan Quinn's Cowboy defense? I mean, I, I like Christian Gonzalez. He's been moving up my board. he's up to my corner six. I think he can make an argument for five. Um, I, I think I think he's an ideal fit for Dan Quinn's system versus Cam Smith because you're getting that big, long kind of jam corner. Yeah, that's what Dan Quinn generally likes to have. Uh, So I think Gonzalez, round one, you know, I think it's possible. I think that's um, that's G10's next question. Uh, Is he a first rounder? I think it could happen with good workouts at that size and length. Uh,
0: And all else fails, he could also, you know, potentially be a a starting safety down the road. I think he has that versatility uh, in him. Uh, G10's other question was, uh, have we seen Thule Tuapuloto from Southern Cal? Uh, what NFL role do you see for him, and where do you project him? Uh, I think we both have seen him, and we both really like what we've seen uh, from Thule there. Uh, in my last in my mock draft on Monday, I had him going 43rd overall to the Browns with their first pick. I think he would fit in perfectly there, and definitely would feel a need for them uh, in the scheme that they run. Uh, Shane, how about you?
1: Yeah, I I think he's fallen off a little bit lately as uh, teams have kind of queued into hey this is the guy to block right um so he hasn't had quite the impact lately that he had early in the season but still a really good pass rusher yeah i really like him as a five tech in a three four um i think if you can put him at the defensive end spot let him use his pass rush ability and, and be able to set that edge i think it'd be great you know he's a type of guy i would love on like the steelers defense someone that runs that traditional three four our uh,
0: our man today ask uh... What do you think the Chiefs are likely to target at 32 overall in the next draft? Are they trading up to the second
1: round to pick 32, Shane? I guess they're going to be the worst team in the NFL. Yeah, they could be. Stars. Uh, Only oh, oh, 31 picks in the first round this year. Yeah. so um, uh, we'll, we'll assume that that's
0: what he meant, With uh, that yeah, the Chiefs yeah. have won the Super Bowl here and uh, they're picking
1: last in the first round. So who do you think they're likely to target here, Shane? I think offensive tackle's a big need. I don't think Orlando Brown Jr. is coming back after the season he's having. So, you know, if, if a Jalen Duncan, Broderick Jones, guys we talked about today, uh, fall to that spot, I think they become really intriguing. And, you know, you and I were just on a podcast, Toilets to Titles. We did a first-round mock. I picked for the Chiefs, and I picked Jameer Gibbs, the running back out of Alabama. It's kind of a fun pick, but, I, you know, I... I think that's the last offensive weapon that they need. Isaiah Pacheco, Clyde the letter just have not filled that void. I think Jameer Gibbs is, is that dude.
0: I had him picking Nolan Smith uh, in my mock draft just because I think the Chiefs are one of the few teams that can – if there is injury concerns, then he has to miss a six games or so. You know, you can take a risk, uh, the Chiefs, on what his talent could be. Um. Let's go to Twitter here where we had, like I said, I believe we just had the one question. Yeah. Uh, at Lord Luckin uh, asked, how do you rate some of these Illinois prospects? Obviously, Chase Brown is getting a lot of love, but do you what do you think of the DVs, Devin Weatherspoon, Chartavius Martin, and Sidney Brown?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think is he's my corner 12 Um definitely can move up there I think a, a definite day two pick playmaker you know he's he's really good I think he's gonna end up in the senior bowl uh, for sure um let's see yeah I'll, let me look at my safeties here because I have Sydney Brown at safety 24 Chase's brother big athletic I, I don't think he he needs to kind of firm up some of the football IQ stuff um, so I think he's more developmental prospect special teamer. But I do think City Brown is a shot to get drafted. And then Jatavius Martin's down at safety 60 for me um, as a player who, uh, you know, like I said, maybe special team undrafted free agent. I just don't see the athleticism to play in the NFL. And that's that's why I have him lower. Uh,
0: That's going to do it uh, for the questions tonight. Shane, uh, final thoughts. Uh, You're out next week. Uh, on the podcast, uh, as of right now, uh, our partner at Draft Countdown, Brad Menendez, is going to tag team with me uh, next Wednesday for the show, and uh, we'll, you know, the format will be fairly similar to uh, what we do every week. So, look forward to having Brad on with me while Shane's out gallivanting around on the town uh, next week.
1: Look, I'm going to see uh, Hades Town, the musical. So, I'm a musical theater guy. If those that don't know, so um, I I booked it well before we restarted the podcast and forgot we're doing this Wednesday night. So um, we'll do that again, but that'll be fine. Brad, Brad will be, I'm excited to listen to the show. I think that'll be a fun show with you and Brad. Yeah, it'll be a good time.
0: Uh, I'll be gallivanting around on the town tomorrow night as I go watch uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Uh, Oh, nice. Much much better uh, cinema
1: over musical theater. Uh, for for me, now nah, we'll we'll get you to a musical someday, Brian. We'll, there there is along zero, with the fantasy football leagues, we'll get you into the mu- there's, yeah, yeah. there is
0: there is there is a better chance of me joining a, uh, a campus to Canton uh, <laughs> uh, league before you see me going to watch Rent.
1: Look, look, can, I, can I get you to <laughs> get to Book of Mormon. We can get we can get you may, something. Else. Book
0: of Mormon, maybe just because I'm a big South Park guy, but yeah. that that may be the only musical I <laughs> I would ever ever go see. Uh, Anything else, Shane, before we head
1: out of here? No, I know Brad is coming out with his top uh, receivers in the class um, tomorrow, right? So that'll be coming out. You mentioned the consensus board on Friday. And um, yeah, look for Miranda's NFL article on Sunday.
0: Yeah, Uh, she's going to, uh, I believe, uh, prognosticate uh, what coaching staffs will be at the uh, Shrine Bowl this year. So I believe that's coming up on Sunday. Yeah. Um, as always um, if you're uh, not have not liked and subscribed to the YouTube channel we do encourage you to do so uh, like the like the videos subscribe to the page get notified when we go live uh, with our podcast if you listen to us on Apple Spotify or any of those other cool uh, places that have podcast uh, give us a nice review there and share it out amongst your folk. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Deep Fried Draft. You can follow Shane on Twitter at Shane P. Howell. Follow Draft Countdown on Twitter at Draft Countdown. Go to draftcount.com for daily NFL draft content between now and the 2023 NFL draft. Uh, until next week, everybody, good night.